Mercy and the mains back at you with another hard-hitting episode of whatever we decide we want to talk about. That's right. It's time. Everybody has been dying to hear what we have next. I know. <laughs> All two of you. We'll die no more. You can, <laughs> you can live now. We have returned. We have returned. We, and we had our first gig of the month. First gig of the year. Yes. Because we, the gig that was going to be before that got canceled due to inclement weather. Yes. And how often does that happen to us? You know, it never used to happen. And then between wildfires and then obviously COVID. But now, you know, rain following a drought. It's like the the cool thing about gigging in California or in the Bay Area specifically is how many different, you know, areas you can play in. But then you, you know, you do deal oh, with right. the with the weather risks and environmental risks that go along with that. So I guess it's just uh is what it is and you can't get too too um you know. I was really feeling um high on the horse and cocky that we had a, you know January's usually always slow. And you, you, that's usually when you kind of do your club gigs because it's slow, but you want to do something and you don't want to lose your edge. Um, so I was pretty cocky that we had a, a private event. Um, and the way my brain always <laughs> works is, ooh, see, God has his way of keeping us humble, the universe, karma. Um, however, it wasn't us. That didn't make it to the gig because I did hear that some people that we know, they didn't make it to their gigs. (laughs) (laughs) Not saying any names. You know who you are. Um, I'm just kidding. I I can't even imagine that sucks. That that is my biggest fear of not making it. That would be one big sinking feeling in uh, in the old tum-tum. Yeah. I've come close. I I had a, a couple gigs in the old band where we were driving through snow, you know, and it's like... You don't, you can't, or you don't leave early enough, and you're at the mercy of of chain control and and travel time and everything else, and it's uh not fun. Well, just be. I remember one gig you drove up with me because you didn't want me to drive by myself in the weather, which I'm so glad I didn't because I don't. I've never driven in snow. I've never driven in, in that kind of weather by myself. You drove up with me. But we knew we had to return really, really early in the morning because you had a session to get to. So we had just like a couple hours sleep because we had to make it back down the mountain. First time I ever had to put chains on. Um, that was when you really reminded me that never again will I ever own a, a two-wheel drive. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think you and I were, what, it was five thirty, six o'clock in the morning putting, um, watching YouTube videos uh and how to put chains on my car um well yeah because i've always i've always driven a four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive and the one maybe one time i had to do chains it was like there were people out working uh installing right and i was like (laughs) i will pay 50 bucks or whatever it was you know to have this person put my chains on like happily do that there was not that was not happening. That was not yeah. that at that time of the day. We had a shell station in the uh, in Truckee. And uh, no, well, yeah, I guess no, we it was in Truckee. Oh yeah. yeah, 
Um, and I remember the, uh, going down the, the mountain, this, I was so taken aback. I had no idea that that's what it would sound like. No idea. I, I don't know why I didn't think that was how fast you could go or slow. We you know, we had to drive slow, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and we made it in time to a session. We lost one of the but chains. But we did yeah. lose a chain at the, we was like two miles to, to root. Uh, to chain removal and we're like yay we made it we did it oh look at yay us so proud uh. and then clink lost it to be honest so. with you i just saw it as a challenge i was kind of into it yeah i'm like let's well, let the other one go and see well what's once up. again though like um just another example of how generous and loving you are and how much you take care of me and watch out for me and um i refuse to let anybody say differently <laughs> um so there's that but um yeah super bummed to miss that that first gig and like always, we try to be very flexible. And uh, unfortunately, this is one of the first times that we haven't been able to reschedule. Yeah. Because the other good problem to have is that we're booked. So we weren't available for any times that they wanted to reschedule. So, ugh. Yeah. We did learn a valuable lesson, though. A uh, little inside baseball. We like to, I mean... I hope people find this kind of stuff interesting. You know, I'm just kind of putting it out there in case people are curious how the business works and everything. But, you know, when we started, we did a 50% deposit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with COVID cancellations and all that kind of stuff, you know, we didn't keep anybody's deposit uh, for COVID related stuff. Nope. Um, and as people were trying to book, you know, not knowing whether they would, the gig would actually happen or not, the, the event would actually be able to happen. I kind of went, you know, we we decided to go down to a 20% deposit just to make it a little bit easier for people to be like, you know, Willing letting go, put, letting yeah. go of money, you know, because sure, we can tell them like, hey, we aren't going to keep your deposit. But we heard of a lot of venues and uh, other vendors who I won't name who were hardliners about that stuff. Um, so this is, yeah, you're right. This is the first time that, because most, I mean, most of the time that we're working people want the event to happen yeah most most of the time people aren't just like we changed our mind right that did happen actually one time i think we talked about that on a previous podcast but right um but we got the full rate for that Mm -hmm. um but anyway that we learned a valuable lesson because this particular event was uh 20 percent deposit and they rescheduled to a date that we couldn't do. So they let us keep the deposit, which was nice, except it was a 20% deposit. And yeah. what you find out in that in that <laughs> moment is that when you if you're if you're small, if you're a you know, photographer or if you're a florist or a, a smaller operation, you know, 20% deposit, it's like, all right, that's like not nothing, right? Mm-hmm. When you have a, as big of an operation as we do and how many people that we have to pay out. You know, twenty percent doesn't go that far, so mm-hmm. we are going back to fifty percent. So deposit. yes, <laughs> and Let it's fine. The record reflects we know, are back to fifty percent. And like I said, you know, I'm not. I, it's this is inside baseball, and but I'm just, you know, it's one of those things. You we're always learning. You know, yeah. it's like I've never ran a business before, and it's not the end of the world. Our guys were all cool, and and everybody understood. But it's definitely like it's like you know, oh okay, when you divide this out, you know, eight ways or whatever, then all of a sudden it's like right. And part part of me was kind of like like again, I really really wanted the gig, I was happy to do it. It was going to be fun, but um, there was also this part of me like ah, I'm not quite ready to go back yet. I don't I was mind also, having yeah. You were sick. I was getting over a cold. You were you had yeah you had been sick. Um, 
I was still getting over my illness and it was kind of like, Dude, you know, we will drive in the um, rain and everything, but oh, look at it. We get to stay home and be on the couch and, and not drive in that. I'll turn the volume down on your uh, laptop there. Is that bothering you? I can. Well, it I just can gets picked, it. You know, I mean, <laughs> as much as I'm sure the listeners would love to hear your notification, I got my, I got my ding, notes. Ding. I'm popular. Yeah. So anyway, popular. I mean, that, that was all good, and the client was cool, and hopefully, maybe we'll get to do something with them in the future. And but uh, yeah, that was a. I didn't see that coming. So. Yeah. And then that being said, we did have a club gig <laughs> scheduled we did. for January. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, little known fact, or maybe way known fact, like we we aren't completely confident doing that because the the time that we came out that we did and then COVID and everything, we haven't really built up a public following. We, so we yeah. are still kind of like, eh, are we going to go? And like 10 people are going to be there. We're going to look silly. And we, we, we've done it backwards. I mean, I, from what I understand, and I mean, certainly the band that I was in previous, but I, from what I understand, you know, it used to be that you, you know, you put a band together and you went out and played club dates and you kind of built your reputation and your following and your network and everything doing it that way you and I sort of have done it backwards because we came from established bands and we had connections and everything that we had already like set up and and so when Mercy started it was like we started working private events and then like public you know like city concerts that kind of stuff right. so much that it was like we don't really have time to really concentrate on club dates and that stuff you know, risk reward uh, I know, on that stuff. So it's hard. it like was like, well, if we you know play a club uh, club gig and then you know, um, <coughs> bless me. you, <laughs> um, play a club gig and someone gets sick from it and we we have to miss a wedding or whatever. It's like it's you know, so we're it is an area where yeah, you and I especially. I don't know if the guys care so much or they worry about it as much, but you and I definitely do. It's a lot of you don't want to like have a flop of a show. You just, no. you just don't want to do that. No, and I nobody wants to do that. I you know? love let let's you know, I don't know how many people know this. Not all the time, but I love a dirty, raunchy club show. Like your girl here. I love the weddings. I love the money that the weddings bring in. I love the private events and the corporate events. But I also like to do a club show where I don't have to worry about the pressure of of um owing anything to anybody. Like I cuz you owe something me, to the club owner. You, well, you know what I mean. I mean in my performance. I don't want to have to worry about am I uh am I dressed too sexy? Did I look at this person their direction for too long? Did I do this? Do it like I feel like I'm constantly having to like weigh things like that during well, obviously, during weddings, and we're always professional. I don't want to say it like that, but there is a thing of just like being able to get up and just like really just not have that work. You know, you don't have a timeline that you're worrying about aside from the time of the sets. You don't have to worry about um, someone coming up and and you know telling you that after this song you need to break for cake cutting or or anything like that. Um, so that's like kind of my my thing. We get to do songs that we wouldn't necessarily do at a wedding because no one's going to tell us what we can and can't play for for the club date. So um, that being said, I was ready for for this one. But yeah, if we went into it like 
totally thinking nobody was going to come. Um, I got hard on the socials and was, was, you know, pimping it pretty hard. And uh, was it really getting that much engagement? Of course. And I kept thinking, well, this is January. Everybody's tapped out and exhausted and, and everything. But it's it's stressful, like you said. And I want the, and and I want the band to like they're always so easy and game and like sure whatever like these these guys are just like ugh my bandmates if you guys listen to this I love you guys um you know but it's us it's 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 me that like I worry about them like oh they're just saying they're just saying that they're just saying that to make me feel better make me happy and they they, they probably really hate it and they don't want to be here and they're just being nice to me so. I think that like. They trust us, but along with that trust comes like, you know, the, um, deep seated desire by you and I to not let them down or not waste their time. Yeah. You know, I guess like, I don't want to waste my own time either, but it's like, well, if we take a risk, you know, if you and I take a risk on something, it's our risk. Right. But, Mm -hmm. but we need them too, you know? Right. Cool thing was, you know, our, 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 our intrepid sound crew, Frank and Stu, (sighs) like they were like, we'll do the show. And I was like, well, I don't know if there's going to be any money. They're like, that's yeah, fine. We'll be there because it was up in their neck of the woods. Right. And that was like such a a, a a privilege to have like our sound gear and our in-ear rig and all that kind of stuff. Oh, we really, really made of, a, really made a difference. Well, you know? and this is this is the kind of people that we have surrounded ourselves with. We invested in some really, really nice inner um, in-ear monitors. We went and got the, we talked about that, I think, a little, a little bit. We got impressions done. We we really, if anybody knows Kyle, you know the deep dive of research that he did. And so he researched all the companies and everything. We I still went, feel like I made the wrong decision. <laughs> and, That's just um, for me with everything. And, you know, I've been using in-ears for several, for several years now, but I've never had molds. I've never had, the, like, I had the, the little um, impression, like the, whatever the ones that you plug on there but not the not these ones so the fact that our crew knew that and we're like no we'll come because we know that you just got your new in-ears and this would be a good time to like work on things and dial things in and you guys can start getting used to them so that by the time we're doing the big gigs you're like you're set I mean come on yeah come on like they were thinking about us yeah like they could have had a night off and, you maybe know. they've had too many nights <laughs> yeah, off. And maybe they're ready. Like, to maybe maybe I'm, I'm I'm giving them more credit. But the fact that they were um, thinking about us, making and and I mean, and then God love them. Frank kept asking, like checking in with me, like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And and because it was a learning curve for me, I was like, "I am determined not to pull an ear out because I have a bad habit of doing that." You probably see it all the time with artists on stage doing that. It is a really bad habit. Um. You really shouldn't do that. And if you're doing it right, you shouldn't need to do that. Um, and it, But it's weird. You feel so cut off. The isolation, it was great. I, ha- I don't have them completely dialed in yet, but um, I was really good about not... F- I, and I, my biggest pet peeve is seeing a singer that's just constantly fiddling with their pack in their ears. Yeah. Oh, just nothing bother- bothers me more. Um, and I can be very guilty of that at times. Um, I think it becomes a nervous tick for a lot of people. I think so. I I know for me, mine over time, you know, because I don't have molds, they slip out and I'm trying to constantly push them back in and, and, and do adjustments. But, um, 
yeah, it was different. I was it felt very cut off from everybody, but also you and I talked about this. So on the break, I took them out. And then when I went to put them back for the second set, I almost had a panic attack. Excuse me, wine. I had a panic attack. This wine is pretty good, it's by the way. It's great, yeah. right? I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, I'm going to have to pause to pour more in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it hurts so bad putting in my ears for the second set. Like, I was like, oh my God, I don't think I could do it. Like, you don't realize how by the end of the first set, I felt great. They, I'm like, oh, this is good. It's a good seal. It's a good fit. Like, oh, this isn't going to be that bad. Second set, ooh. They did not feel good. like it was like it was like taking your shoes off at the end of the night, ladies. You'll know what I'm saying. <laughs> Even men, if you got boots on, you take your shoes off and then you realize like, oh, no, I didn't bring my other shoes to change into. I have to wear these home and you put them on and they feel like 20 times worse. That's how they felt. It's an interesting phenomenon with in-ears because it's made of a it's not a like material that gives. It's like acrylic plastic. Mm. Thing. They're so cute. They have our logo on them. They're so cute. Um, and your ear isn't really, I mean, your ear's like cartilage and stuff. But it's funny how your um, body will get used to it after a few times of having it, especially as we start to gig more, like your body will get used to having it in there and yeah. then it won't hurt that way. But it doesn't seem like it should work that way. Right. Well, it's kind of like um, I've been doing a little bit of motion capture. Um, and I, it'll It'll make sense in a second. I've been doing motion capture for a video game, um, and the first time I put the motion capture suit on, again, man, I sound like, I sound really neurotic, but I almost had a panic attack, because it's so tight, and it's so, like, you are Velcroed to your pants, to your gloves, like, nothing's over your face, you have a cap on, but it's like, all of a sudden, just, you feel swallowed up, and you feel just, like, so constricted, some people, that's some people's kink, you know, <laughs> it's, like I la- mean, latex uh, vacuum seal. Bless, bless those, you know, bless your heart. Uh, I'm all for it. I love that for you. For me, it, it again, it's like this cut off from like the outside world. So, um, but being in the suit for like 30, even just 30 minutes, I'm totally fine. Um, but I, I did notice that about the in-ears, like there's something about being like cut off from mm. everything. It's just like, I can't hear the audience or I can't hear certain things that I've just become so used to hearing the bleed of the other men- instruments or other people's. The great thing about having uh, the guys we have, the sound crew that we have and all that is like, I've already been talking to them about this and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, we can set up, you know, down the road if you want, we can set up an audience mic or a just kind of an ambience mic that's not right over the drums or right over the percussion or whatever that you can just mix into your ears to give you the room and to give you the overall like you know, air basically for lack of a better way of putting it. Right. Having, I mean, we're so privileged. <laughs> That's mm. such a nice thing to just be able to go, can you guys just do that? You know, cause yeah. I feel a little too, I'm just a little too isolated. <laughs> it's a little too cut off. You know, can you set up another microphone that right, I can right. mix into my ear so I can just get a perfect And little, also you know? Brian, Chip, Tone. Ooh, I've never been it's able. Pretty, pretty big difference. I yeah. mean, yeah, I've never been Turns able out to. He's put, actually playing. He's over actually there. he's yeah. playing great. He has great tone. Um, our bass player. I've never put bass in my in ear monitors because I get plenty of stage volume, um, the other way. But having these in ears, I got to put them up, and it was like, oh, it was like, oh, it was it was nice. It was tasty. It was really good. So that was really fun. And above all, people showed up. Well, it's funny, yeah. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but the venue, it's a cool venue. 
It's a nice room. They did some remodeling. You know, it's at the Flamingo Hotel in Santa Rosa. It's a cool place. It's called Vintage Space. Yeah. SR. It's a cool place. Um, they had recently brought on a, a new marketing person, Correct. but the transition hadn't totally been done yet. And mm-hmm. so there was just some miscommunication. They hadn't really promoted the show. At all. And uh, <laughs> and I pointed pointed this out to them, and then they did, which was nice. Three days before the event. But yeah, I mean, we, we had, uh, I think we had, we had over 100 people in that room, mm-hmm. which... The room's not that big, so you get over 100 people in there. It feels like a show. Hey, uh, over 100 people when you thought maybe only 10 were going to be there. That's a win. Yeah, I was prepared to, <laughs> to, to give those 10 people all they could handle. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, it ended up, be, it ended up being really fun. And also the cool thing about that that place is you you're um you don't play that late. Like, you, you're done at midnight. Yeah. Versus, like, a lot of club shows, you're playing till last call. You know, and these places are open till 1.30, 2 in the morning. And that's a pretty big difference. Um, in how you feel the next day, <laughs> yeah, especially no, the fun. way we do things, you know. I do not know what you're talking about. Um, no, it was fun. The crowd was a great crowd. They were very in, in, engaging. They were like the second we started, they like came out to the dance floor and they were super cool. But again, like I wore an outfit that um I would never wear at a wedding, right? <laughs> and um, I got the I got a, it was very much a. a a conversation piece people coming up and talking to me and and that was fun the one thing i'm disappointed about someone took video of us and uh, posted it on tiktok super cool reel that they, they put together and um there was fancy fancy like space type drinks that they did mm-hmm. and i had no clue and so now i just want to go back for the fancy drinks they have like this these orbs and all this like oh i didn't know that yeah and like all this smoke and fire and everything and i was like missed out on that my kind of thing but they had a great restaurant and we got to eat and yeah, food was good there and um yeah. it's yeah, i mean if you're looking for something to do in the santa rosa area you could do worse than eating at the restaurant at the flamingo and go into vintage yeah space, you know? it was it was nice um and i know that they're bringing more and more um bands in there and everything so i would i would i would go back i give it a um give it three stars any place that's trying to make live music like a tent pole of what they do, like I'm into it, you know? Um, and I think they're doing a good job and, and they're, uh, they're good people. And like, speaking of good people too, uh, another thing is on the way to the show, we stopped by, uh, a, a recent wedding couple, mm-hmm. um, bought a house and threw a housewarming party and invited us, which was super, um, nice and made me feel good. Mm-hmm. and we decided to actually show up, which was, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they thought we would show up, but we kind of decided, like, these these are really great people, and we'd like to, you know. I mean, the cool thing about the way we do things where we're doing a lot of direct booking, direct, you know, advancing of gigs and all that kind of stuff is that we do get the opportunity, and I know I talked about this, I've talked about this before, but we do get the opportunity to, like, potentially establish longer lasting relationships and friendships and, yeah. and everything with uh, the people that we've, you know, celebrated with, you know, okay. we're, the, we're part of one of the biggest days in these people's lives. And, you know, it's nice when we get a chance to like, to continue that outside of, you know, the, the business relationship, so to speak, that we, that we originally had. So. I didn't realize how much I like that, or maybe even dare say need that because I mean, I'm not expecting to be best friends, although, you know, I, I like friends. I like people. Um, 
But a lot of the time leading up, we, le- we let ourselves be completely accessible. We, I mean, our, our message to our clients and not just wedding clients, any of our clients are like, we are available. Even if you just want to run something by us, even if you have a question about anything to do with the event, we've just done so many events. We're a free resource to you. Like call us. I mean, we get calls, texts, you know, we, we have multiple zoom, um, meetings with our, our clients. We, um, we have multiple, I mean, we did one, um, wedding where we met in person and had drinks and then they invited us out for drinks again and we got there and we're like, Oh, so what what do we need to go over? And they're like, nothing. (laughs) We just (laughs) wanted to have drinks. Yeah. And we were like, Oh, we were, we were all like, well then shoot, you know, give, give me a drink. Cause we weren't like, we were being like really keeping, you know, keeping it together. Cause we were there at what we thought was a business meeting. Right. And, and, and it we wasn't. would never drink on a business yeah. meeting. <laughs> but, um, but I like it because then all of a sudden, if, if you get to a, a point where you get to the event and you're done and then it's like, but, but we were, we were cool and we were talking and like, no, we don't like have these great relationships with everybody, but it has been nice to like most people have without any prompting because I do follow up with people and we, we try to get reviews and, and everything like that. I don't even, I really honestly haven't even had to do it very much because people just do it themselves and they turn around and like email us and give us a recap or give things. I mean, the people that have sent us thank you notes or anything like that. I mean, uh, just, I love it. It's one of the, I love it. It is one of the benefits too of social media. Um, you know, that it makes it very easy for, um, clients and even just not even like the, the specific clients, but their guests, family members, whoever, anybody we've connected to or anybody that feels inclined to follow us and keep, keep, you know, up to date with us, you know, um, it's easy. It's so much easier than previous generations or previous decades or whatever. And so that's cool. You can kind of be like, you know, you can see the people that have followed you after you've, you've done an event and, um, you know, I don't know. It's cool. I, I dig it. I just wanted yeah. to, to to throw that in there because no, that was it. a lot of fun for us. And anyway, uh, yeah, it was very fun. And um, I hope that we we co- we continue on that. Um, all right. So that was like. Other than that, I mean, we've been like right back into fielding inquiries. We are booking so much this year. We're already taking bookings into twenty twenty four. We're excited. We got our first international inquiry and um but this is the time when we're like oh we haven't actually handled an international (laughs) inquiry ourselves before so this has been new territory too but it's 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 exciting sorry my mouth (laughs) say that three times fast it's exciting yeah yeah you got a tooth worked on (laughs) i did Um, it hurts yeah between that and um some medical things I've had going on <laughs> and uh, like uh, having a meeting with a lawyer about estate stuff, even though we don't have an estate. It's been but she a, did a, say, don't get caught up in the, the term estate planning. It doesn't mean a grand big thing. No, I'm very but excited. Do- We're doing lots of adult things this week. It does remind me that we don't have much of an estate though so I, I get where she's coming from but it's it doesn't make me feel any better. But we were doing lots of things this week to um, to, I think this is the week of like reconnecting, you know, and like the, the estate planning, something that you and I have talked about like for over a year that we 
we're finally like, okay, we need to like stop talking about it and actually have a plan. And too many people, we've lost way too many people that I know for a fact didn't have this stuff together because they were too young to um, fathom the idea of it. Uh, I don't want to leave my family in that predicament. No judgment. I just, it, it, it causes more anxiety to not face it and talk about those things. So I'm glad we're, we're handling that. I'm proud of us about that. Um, but you got to reconnect with a friend yesterday. You're going to brunch tomorrow with another friend. I got to go to a wine event last night and I was so excited. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're drinking. I, I brought home the 2013 Meritage. She just sniffed her glass. Like she knows what she's smelling. Um, smells like wine. It's so good. It is so good. It's a very, it's very much a Jackie red. Um, 2013 Las Positas. What is a Jackie Red? Smell it. Put your nose in there and smell it and really sniff it. I don't. It immediately makes me my mouth water. Like this is, oh, it just immediately. (laughs) Oh, my own. This red. Well, because all the wines that I did have last night were, they were all red and none of them did it for me. But this one. Yeah. Well, that's um, like your your previous dating history and that's how you got to meet. None of these other. No. Okay. Um, yeah. No, this uh, this wine is delicious. I am going to pour myself some more. Mm-hmm. The only question is whether I'm going to leave the sound of me pouring the wine on the podcast or if I'm going to... Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Um, before we move off the the, the, the international inquiry, Ooh, yeah. a little bit more inside baseball real quick about that. The things that you like have to... People are, you know, it, you know, understandably people are like, well, how much does it cost? You know, how much do you cost? What's your rate? Right. And like when we play locally, you know, we got rates for all different stuff. You know, our local rate, our Tahoe rate, our Southern California rate, our, you know, um, whatever. Insert rate here. But, you know, when you got to fly anywhere, internationally or domestically, um, you have so many unknown potentially ballooning costs, which is, you know, airfare, uh lodging um you have to rent all the gear you're going to use or most of the gear you're going to use and and then you have to figure out like within all of that like well what what does like our band and crew need to be paid to like you know look i love doing travel dates um like i'll pay you yeah pretty much (laughs) i mean i do have that attitude sometimes because i i like the adventure i want to do stuff but exactly you have to remember it is a job and like if you're going to do, a, uh, you know, uh, uh, an event that's going to take you, you know, four days round trip basically because if you're flying far enough, you know, you need to leave at least a day early, preferably two days early in case something happens. Mm-hmm. The You know, like if you only leave a day early and something happens, you can't fly out or you get stuck somewhere. You only have however many hours the next day where the event is when the event is supposed to be happening to get where you're going. And it like I'm going to talk about one of my best travel stories the next podcast. Yeah. OK. That sounds good. <laughs> I will. I'm riveted. Yeah. Um, but, it's you know, I mean, ideally you, you would fly out on a Thursday, have a buffer day Friday, event Saturday and fly back Sunday or whatever. Right. But that's three days of lodging for your band and crew and um you know and you got to think about like i mean i like i said i love doing travel stuff but like 
everybody still needs to be compensated for being away from home, disrupting whatever their routine lives are. You know, the fact that we wouldn't be doing another gig, obviously, yeah, that if, weekend. If something came up, you know, you're like, well, we can't really do a gig on Friday, you know, and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday because you're not here. So it's stressful because I there's I'm pulled in two different directions. I'm like, I really want to do this gig. That would be so fun. It would be awesome for the band to get to like experience this. And we want to be known as a band that travels mm-hmm. and we are a band that travels. But you have, I have to like stop myself from like just low balling, <laughs> you know, the the actual band rate, you know, in 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 prep in preparation or in, you know, whatever of like knowing that these other costs, airfare, all this right. stuff is going to like tack on, you know, it's going to be a pretty big number. So like, y'all are going to have to keep, you know, listening to the podcast because you got to see if we actually book the gig. <laughs> Because we just we just mailed out the uh, and if you're the client potential client listening to that we do want to book the gig don't get me wrong <laughs> it just stresses me out because you know. but, but you gotta stay tuned do mercy in the heartbeats go to I don't want to say well that's what I said that's why yeah. stop you it's a it's a pregnant warm, pause it's a it was warm a place pregnant though. pause it's warm um it's moist no yeah it's moist oh god um yo but anyway I really want to go I know you want to go. And we're kind of like two for one. <laughs> you can't go without me anyway. You have to bunk with me. Yeah. So um, it's fine. Yep. Anyway, it'll be cool. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll let you know. We we pitched it today, this morning. Yep. And we're we're waiting to hear. We're I on standby. Do my best pitch. Mm-hmm. Hundred mile an hour fastball. Oh yeah. On the black. Well, I think you should refill. Okay. Because we are going into the rant. Okay. And are you going to um, set up the rant while I refill or? Well, you, I'll, I'll keep talking. Yeah, okay, good. All right, here I go. I'll entertain All the right. people. Hey, everybody out there, I'll be right back. Take mine too. I'm going to take yours. I would never. <laughs> right. All right. And you know this about me. I do. I do know that about you. It's gotten you into trouble a couple times. Um, We have a good rant. I brought this rant to the mans. I started to talk about it, and it was one of those things that I was like, nope. Not going to talk about it. We're going to, we can't do it completely blind because we needed to be able to talk about it, but we didn't look at it until right before we started recording. So this is all very fresh and we're feeling very passionate about this. But um, on January 1st, 2023. My lady, here you go. Thank you. Rolling Stone released... Yeah, I wasn't lying about there being a rant of the week. This there is, is this, this and this is this is it. This was a great one. This was perfect. Um, the two hundred greatest singers of all time. This is by Rolling Stone, ladies and gentlemen. This I'm Rolling Stone released January first, twenty twenty three. I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. Who I send my my hate mail to? I will keep it as um, dear Mister or Mrs. Oh, or wh- whoever oh, no. Rolling Stone. Who who wrote it? Well, it's probably uh, collaborative. It's probably by Rolling Stone, but they they usually do have like who contributed. Oh well, um, they probably didn't want to put their name on this. Yeah. One. Uh, anyway, I am not a happy camper, but um, I will go down the list of the top twenty. Are you ready? There are 200 people on the, this list. 
Okay. How do, how do, I'm going to I'm going to do the top 20. Right. Or should I just do the top 10? I don't know. I feel like I'm talking weird because of my teeth. Well, or the wine could <laughs> no, be either. I think it's the teeth that still hurts. Okay, starting at number 20, working 20, our way down. Number 20. 20, Marvin Gaye. Okay. 19, Frank Sinatra. Great. 18, Celia Cruz. All right. Sasuka. A little uh, international flavor. I like it. 17, Elvis Presley. Uh huh. 16, Prince. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 15, Bob Dylan. Okay. 14, Freddie Mercury. Okay. 13, Patsy Cline. I should be announcing at the Oscars. You should. should you be. got that voice. You're good. 12, John Lennon. 11, Little Richard. 10, Al Green. 9, Otis Redding. 8, Beyonce. Okay, now we're getting getting close to number one. Number seven, Stevie Wonder. Number six, Ray Charles. Your top five best singers or of the 200 drum, best singers, yeah, roll, roll, Rolling Stones roll, is... Number five, Mariah Carey. Four, Billie Holiday. Three, Sam Cooke. Two, drum roll. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Whitney. Wait, I'm the drummer. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, two, Whitney Houston. And number one, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Ah, you're going to have to insert uh, applause there. Yeah. Well, I, have, I to, have many rants. Yeah. Well, okay. First, before we get into specific gripes, I do have to acknowledge, like, I understand how these lists are put together. Dude. I understand what their goal is. Their goal is to get people like us to talk about it, comment about it, whatever. It drives traffic. Um. So I understand that. And yet still, I want to comment on it because why not? And you know what? In another universe, I'm doing a podcast that is literally like 10 episodes, you know. Of who uh, you think the best singers just, of all or time just, Or dissecting their list and going from like 200 all the way up. But I'm yeah. not going to do that no. on this podcast, nor will you, because, you know, I mean, I, I'm just, it's not what we do. But, you know, surprisingly, I mean, number, I first of all, I'll say I agree with number one. Yes. Like Aretha... There's lots of great singers, but Aretha is just to me singularly uh for modern music, I think just singularly gifted, singularly, you know, I mean she aged so well, you know. Cross genres. Yeah, you um, know. But I'll say and I I want to give you a chance to like really get into some some it's stuff, okay. but I'm, I'm waiting ever so patiently. Of that top 20, I'll just say this right out of out of the gate. Um and I guess this is where we start talking about like what <laughs> the premise of the list, right? Because, and this is what I mean about they know what they're doing to a certain extent. Because when they say the 200 greatest singers of all time, that's just what they not artists, not performers, right? But then they've commented, they've, com- they've commented and said, we aren't talking about the 200 greatest voices of all time. It's like, well, then what, what are you talking about? Because you're also not talking about the top 200 greatest artists of all time. Because in that, in that, respect if you wanted to put Bob Dylan at 15 even though I'm not a huge Dylan fan I'm not really a Dylan fan at all I like some of his stuff but I'm not a Dylan guy yeah so I'll just say that but like I would accept putting Dylan in the top 20 greatest artists or most influential whatever if the list is the top 200 greatest singers of all time Bob Dylan is many things a great singer 
is not one of them. Mm-mm. He he can express, he can emote, he can do, you know, I get his whole shtick and, and the way it's changed and his place in culture and all that kind of stuff, but he does not belong above Marvin Gaye or Prince or anybody like that. So that's one thing. Um, I don't know if this is going to be controversial. I, Mariah Carey at five, I just... I I just I like I get Mariah Carey has a or had a powerful voice, but to have Interesting. her to have her above like Chaka Khan or mm. anybody like Linda Ronstadt. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of people where it's like I get she has the high, but like she stopped putting out relevant music. Like, when's the last time she had a relevant song? Touch my body, put me on the floor. What was the other one? We belong together. How am I gonna do? What year was that? Well, you know, that's the way I think of music is like if it happened in the last 10 years, hasn't it been at least 10 years? I'm just saying like you're talking about. I just don't. I like Mariah Carey. Don't get me wrong. I just for of everybody on the list for her to be at five. It's like, all right. I mean. Understandably, I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm. It's a, it's a little bit of a hot take, but I just don't, I don't buy her at five. And then, um, ooh, T Swift. Well, but I want to say something else oh, about about the top twenty. Um, okay, go on. John Lennon. No. If you're gonna have a Beatle in the top twenty, it's gonna be Paul McCartney. Yeah. Like I get John Lennon's cultural impact, all that kind of stuff. Paul McCartney is objectively not only the better singer, but has more like relevant music out in the world like and i get it he didn't die so you know i understand who died or who's alive right on this list anyway but that being said you know i'll uh i mean i i think well you and i agree marvin gay like definitely top 20 that that works um i mean we've listened you and i will sit have sit sat here for hours listening to isolated vocal tracks of Marvin Gaye. The isolated vocal <laughs> track, if you haven't heard it out there, dear listener, the isolated vocal track for I Heard It Through the Grapevine is one of the the best vocal performances of all time. And you, when you take it into context, like I when I was in uh, Detroit some years ago, I went and toured the Motown Hall of Fame. It's really interesting if you get a chance because they, they take you through some of the houses where they had offices and recording studios. Very, very humble. They did most things in like one room, you know. But you have to remember like that he they're doing like that performance he did with no auto-tune. He, who knows how many takes he even got. Like, and it's incredible. It's an incredible vocal performance. Um, so that alone to me is deserving of top 20. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't see I don't see Bob Dylan. Um, well, you know how I feel about Beyonce. Unpopular opinion. Oh, that was the other one. Yeah, I mean, I get... She's eight. And I just... I mean, if you're going to put Beyonce, I I would rather you switch switch her out for Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande is a ridiculous... Like, I don't like... That's not my favorite kind of music. If music comes out, I'm not going to Ariana Grande's album. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to go pay to see her. I wouldn't... I wouldn't go if someone paid me to go. Oh, maybe I go. But um, she was at 43. Right. 
like I get the whole thing about that people have about Beyonce, but I I think I've watched video of Ariana Grande working in the studio and everything. I mean, that girl just like she can blow. I, I mean, wait, only... I mean, she can, you know, what I mean, <laughs> but not only that, like the parts she puts on and and the way she hears things, it's just like her brain is just like a whole other like just just stop it. So if you're gonna put Beyonce on there, you gotta have. Well, again, we, and again, talking, I'm not even I'm not even a huge fan. It's again, are we talking though like top 200 like most influential artists or most culturally relevant artists or top 200 greatest singers? Like, well, it says, and that's why I keep even looking while we're sitting here. I keep going back and like reading it and like seeing if I'm missing something. The 200 greatest singers of all time. Well, let's just say this: who who made the list that I personally don't think should have made the list? At 200 is Rosalia. I had to look her up. Who's that? I don't know. <sighs> okay. She's like a Latin pop, hip hop artist, I guess. New? I don't know. I just listened to a song and I was just like, mm. like, I don't hear anything. If you're going to have, like, I'd rather you have Shakira than Rosalia. Right. She, you know. Was Selena on the list? Selena was. Selena okay. was at 89. Okay. So she at least broke the the top hundred. Yeah. Your girl here, Mercy Jackie, was going to have such. I I warned Kyle. I said, if Selena's not on the list, but J Lo is, <laughs> heads are going to roll. Luckily, J Lo didn't make the list. Um. So Rosalia was at two hundred. Whatever. I, like okay, Lana Del Rey made the list yeah granted she was like up there she was like one you know 80 something but come on she lana del rey was further down the list closer to number one than billy eilish was right i don't love billy eilish but again i feel that she i think she's an amazing singer i think she gets bashed a lot because she's not the belter and the the that type of singer Girlfriend is never pitchy. She's very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The stuff that they have produced, the stuff that they've done, just the two of them. I mean, come on. I forgot to turn the heater off. Um, that's okay. <laughs> um, Karen O, which I had to look her up. I'm, I'm, and I, I looked up everybody that I did not recognize. There are quite a few uh, artists that were Portuguese, uh, uh, Korean, and I looked up and listened to everybody. Mm. I, I didn't feel I could really comment on them since I didn't know them, but I was like, Karen O. Turns out she was a singer. The yeah, yeah, yes. I didn't know that. And then I was like, well, if she's there, where's the the pretenders? Chrissy. Oh, she's there. She was there. Um, there was a gal. Oh, Marianne Faithful. She was an artist in the 60s. Why? Like, she's not a good singer. I don't need, She wrote. She wrote a lot of her songs. Again, like, why aren't you on the top? influential singer songwriters of our time but like singer no Juan Gabriel hell yeah so excited one of my favorite artists of all time he was on it um Mark Anthony he's one of my favorite favorite singers a lot of people don't know that I think he is badass Courtney Love yeah I mean (laughs) Courtney Love is neither a good singer nor has her like artistic output really like held up to history you know I mean at the time she was culturally relevant because she was married to Kurt Cobain who was in the biggest band of the time and you know 
I mean, I'm like, no offense to people that like her band whole, but like, I'm sorry, like, she's not the t- one of the top 200 greatest singers of all time. She's also not one of the top 200 greatest artists of all time. Like, no, she's relevant for a very short number of years. And I, you know, yeah, like what, like, she's one of those people that's like, okay, what's her, like, what's her most relevant song? You know, I got doll parts or something, or got like, one I'm adding to the list of people that didn't get mentioned. Okay, and, and I just you just reminded me of somebody. Um, other people I wanted to mention that made it. Um, Karen Carpenter, phew, there is there is hope maybe. Um, one of the best singers I think of our time, Taylor Swift. Come on. Well, I've already upset the Bayhive, <laughs> but look. Beyonce and can at, Beyonce at 102. can Beyonce can sing. Taylor Swift cannot sing. Taylor Swift doesn't even generally attempt to sing. Like I'm sorry to burst the bubble of anybody that doesn't realize this, but most of her biggest songs, she's either yelling or she's heavy breathing into the microphone. She's not singing. <laughs> no. You know, and I look, I get it. I'm not the greatest singer in the singer in the world, yeah. but she's either doing that crap you just want to take my time and you want to come and show up at my doorstep in the that's middle of the good, night. Pretty good impression, actually. And I just made that up. Yeah. That's not even a song. Pretty good. Yeah. Or or she's going... <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's everybody's... It's like the best, you know, musical theater singer at your, like, middle, like... Middle America white high school. No, like she's not. They're even. I I I would take offense to that if I was in Middle America and in. No, there's some musical very theater. musical. I'm just saying it's it's it. She's not a she is not a good singer. You can say she's culturally relevant. I can't I can't knock her popularity. But that wasn't the title of again. The list. I can't knock her popularity. I don't understand her popularity because I don't. I just there's not a single song of hers that I've ever heard and been like this is kind of a jam. It's all to me. I mean, we're getting, I'm going to get into Taylor yeah. Swift, <laughs> yeah. but to me, it's all so inauthentic oh. and all so like bought and paid for. I can't stand it. But even beyond that, again, if you were making a list of the top 200 artists, if you wanted to make the argument that Taylor Swift is a top 200 artist of all time because of her popularity, wasn't that fine singer? Right. <laughs> okay. Now, um, side note: if you haven't found the podcast, your favorite band sucks your favorite band sucks your favorite band sucks you need to listen to that podcast and listen to the taylor swift episode yes um especially if you don't like listen swift. to that podcast if you have delicate fifis um like the premise of the podcast is like they also take the piss out of bands and artists they do like yeah but and, it's, and there's a lot of people that don't understand that when they listen to the podcast and they're like how can you? How can you knock the Rolling Stones? And then later on, they'll find out like the dude that one of the dudes like has a bunch of Rolling Stones vinyl, and like you said, you the Rolling Stones suck. It's like, but you don't get what the podcast is about. Right. However, they're, anyway, they're, they're Taylor Swift they're episode. Taylor Swift. <laughs> they're not fans of Taylor Swift, and they, it it's so... the best. It is the best critic. It's the best critical takedown of that artist oh. of Beyonce too. Listen to the Destiny's Child episode. Yeah, oh, but um, yeah, it's a two parter, and also the Madonna one's really good too Ooh, for that matter. Y'all, y'all, okay. Uh, a, a documentary came out last year, two years ago. Yeah, the Summer of Soul. Oh yeah, we n- never must talked watch. about that. It's a must watch. It is a must watch. 
stop whatever you're watching now and pause and watch that however you need to call me I will give you my login info Tell just me. kidding but um she made it on the list too Debbie Harry oh all right right and I'm like I I I like her I like what she did for rock and roll but like mm. but again you but think, anyway you also think about their contemporaries right like Debbie Harry when Debbie Harry came out it's like all right She's not bad, but it's also like Chrissy Hind, better singer. Linda Ronstadt, better singer. Like, there's a lot of people from that era specifically when she was out that like, Bonnie you know. Tyler. Or whatever. I'm just saying like, we could, we could do a whole Pat podcast Benatar. on that. Where's Pat like, Benatar? I don't know that 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 she is like worthy right. of, of that recognition. Well, going back, so going back to Summer of Soul, you need, you need to see that documentary. Um, Kyle and I watched it. We had to pause because we were sobbing so much at at times during it that we had to take breaks to collect ourselves and not miss anything. But um, and the reason I bring up Summer of Soul is because Gladys Knight thankfully made it on the list. And Woo. Kermit is it Kermit Ruffins? <sighs> Temptations. Sure. Yes, but and also um, who else from um that was on? Well, Stevie Wonder was at Summer of Soul. Um. And did the Staple Singers, did they make it on this oh, list? I don't know. Oh, I'm going to have to look. Elton John. I think Mavis must have. Mavis did. You're right. Mavis did. Stevie Nicks made it. Nobody else from Fleet Mac made it on the Fleetwood Fleet Mac. Mac. Yo, Fleet Mac. <laughs> Fleet <laughs> Mac sounds like a, a, a rapper from Texas. List. Like I said, Selena, Diana Ross is on it. Michael Jackson. Okay, yeah. Here's Here's a sticking point. 86 on the list. I get the baggage that comes along with Michael Jackson. No, I'm mean, just well, saying yeah. I get the baggage, but if the baggage influences your ranking, then just don't rank him, and say we're not ranking him because of his baggage. Because if you're gonna put him on the list, then you need to put him on the list with in good faith, rather. Right? It's my problem with like the Baseball Hall of Fame. Right? They're like, okay, this player is really good, maybe even the greatest of all time, but they have controversy surrounding their career, so we're not gonna put them in the Hall of Fame. It's like, but the Hall of Fame is just a, a like record of the history of the sport. And this person was one of the best players. They should be in regardless of their baggage, unless it's like they killed somebody. Same thing here. It's like if either say we're not ranking Michael Jackson because of X, Y, and Z, or rank him in good faith. There is no universe in which Michael Jackson is in the not in the top twenty best singers. Top 20 most relevant artists, top 20 songwriters, really. I mean, he wrote a lot of his songs. Mm-hmm. Like, producer, everything. Rel- at the top of his game and relevant for decades. Uh, four decades, at least four decades. At least the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And 60, 60s? When did the Jackson 5? I don't know. I have to look. I'm just saying, like, he is, like, I, you, I'm 86? Yeah. yeah. And you 86 got, on the list. Yeah. No. Uh, under that would be um, Patty LaBelle came in at 74. If you ever have a chance to talk to Kyle about <laughs> his love affair with Patty LaBelle. Well, this goes back. I get It's a hat tip, hat tip to Elliot Randall, my buddy Elliot Randall, because he's the one that showed me this stuff. But I mean, it. There, there, he will watch yeah. videos that he's watched a million times like he's never seen it before. Well, and you will never be. I mean, it brings me so much joy of how much Patty LaBelle brings him joy and the way he needs to give me a play-by-play. Like, I haven't seen it now yeah. a million times. Well, the thing is, is when I was younger, I loved 
uh, you know, WWF and WCW professional wrestling. And I, there was nothing that got me like more jacked up than a wrestler, like running into the ring that wasn't supposed to be there or whatever. And the music starts. There are so many videos of Patti LaBelle performing like duets and whatever. And she enters the stage like halfway through the song, like a WWF wrestler. And the one you should look up if you're curious is Patti LaBelle and Joe Cocker doing "You Are So Beautiful" at the Apollo. It's it's a it's a total mind you have it's to a total mind it. fuck because Bill Cosby introduces them. It's very weird, very of the time. But just do yourself a favor and watch that because Patti LaBelle, Joe Cocker, you know, sings the first half of the song by himself, and then Patti LaBelle comes in like with a triple mohawk. Like full, like pink, red, you know, sequined evening gown and just blows so hard on that song. Like Joe Cocker's trying to like sing around her. This, she's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's an experience. My One of my my biggest Turn accomplishments in um, my life has been that I introduced you to um, the duet that she did with Michael McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> On my own, I was so happy I'm when, kind of when I was that I didn't know that that, when would, I was that like, existed. Yeah, um, have you you've heard that um, duet, right? No, oh, one of my biggest my biggest accomplishments. Okay, um, Rihanna made the list at sixty eight. Lady Gaga at fifty eight. I kind of have a little issue with that. No, I don't know if people would know how much of a big Lady Gaga fan fan I am. I think she's amazing, um, and not just like her pop stuff. I think she's a legit musician, singer, uh, songwriter. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed that she's that high up. I'm going to get hate for this unpopular opinion. Aaliyah. I was, yeah, I never got the hype. I get what she did for that, that time. I never thought she was great. And um, so the fact that she made the list, I was like, well, you, were, you were like not a, you were not a great singer. There's a Shanti. There's there's these other people like. Where did you she? Just was all, she what, what number was she? Do you know? Um, well, she was pretty high. It's like forty or something like that. Something, yeah, she was forty because she's under Ariana Grande, but she's between. She's uh, like above she Dolly Parton. In, Dolly Parton was twenty-seven, y'all. 27. She comes in above like Linda Ronstadt, I think, which. Yeah, I think want to say Linda Ronstadt was like forty seven or something around there. Yeah, um, I could look through it real quick. But I mean, Aaliyah, Aaliyah was, I, I believe, she was she was forty. I like Aaliyah, and she was of the time that I was going to like middle school dances and stuff, and high school dances, and and I the get, but like, don't succeed. You know, she right? she's she's great. Like she's great, but like yeah, it's like mm, you know, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but. I've been watching you like a hawk. I mean, I love sky. that song. Don't me get me wrong. Me too. But like, if I, you know. Yeah. Mm. Where's Lizzo? Yeah. <gasps> okay. So I got to who all I wanted that like to acknowledge that like made it on there or whatever. But can, is there anybody that you wanted to say? Because <clears throat> I want to talk about who didn't and who I'm, I'm. I mean, I'll just say this. I, I was surprised that the, that the top 40 had uh you know country represent representation um <coughs> you know hank williams i was a little like man i don't know about hank williams being that high george jones who i highly i generally regard as the best country singer of all time was at like 34 
Patsy Cline was above him. Dolly Parton's in the top 30. George's, George Strait was on it, but like way up there, like 148. Yeah, or like that. but I mean, you know, I, I was surprised by that. Pleasantly surprised, I would say. Although, again, to me, I'm like, if you're going to put Bob Dylan on there and he's at 15 and George Jones is at like 34, I'm, mm, I don't know about that, you know? All right, so <clears throat> get ready. Hold on to your butts because I am going to go on a rant right now about who didn't make the list. Um... I don't even know where to start. So the big, the one that's like caused the big like thing across a lot of people. And I got to say, I agree. Celine Dion didn't make the list. Baby, How? baby, baby, when you know me like this. Not even that. And you hold me like that. I am. Um, Dude, I don't she even, is the singer of the Titanic song. I don't even like Celine Dion, but. I feel like if you're making a list of the 200 best singers of all time, you kind of got to give her her flowers. You know? Whispers in the morning. Like my mom liked my mom. My mom liked Celine Dion, and I, and you know, you I can't really stand her, but I will acknowledge her skill Whenever as a singer. You reach for me. And again, she was culturally relevant for a pretty long stretch of time. She had videos because on MTV. Love me. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man. Uh, she didn't make the list. That um. Mm. Okay, we know I, my celebrity crush is. I'm a probably biased. I love me some Miley Cyrus. But if you're gonna have Saza on the list, no, then you have to have Miley Cyrus. Oh, Adam Levine wasn't on it either. Speaking of Adam Levine, what about Adam Lambert? Oh, <gasps> right. Okay, so other people that didn't make the list that Garth Brooks, I don't care what anybody says about him. He is one of the best singers. He sings. He's an amazing singer. He's, he just, he's, he's one he's, of the best. This is the, again, but this is where I start to get into the, 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 the nitpicking of how they put the list together, what the criteria is, because clearly it's not just the best 200 singers, voices, whatever you want to say. Garth Brooks is, he may still be, I don't know, the highest selling artist of like all time, pretty much. Dude, you like, were here when I like tried to get, he almost crashed Ticketmaster just like T-Swift But I'm did. just saying his, his. No one was talking about that. His popular, he is a good singer and he is legitimately just, he would love him or hate him. He is one of the big, if not the biggest selling artist of all time. Legit. Like, and he will sell out everywhere he goes now. Yes. Still. So, and no offense to like Hank Williams, who, you know, I get he's like sort of the grandfather or father or whatever of he's country music. The father of popular country music. But you can't have Hank Williams on there and not Garth. You can't have George Strait on there and not Garth yeah, Brooks. I'm sorry. And I love George Strait. Well, then that being said, so Patty Loveless made the list. Yeah. But not Trisha Yearwood. Yeah, I don't get that. And I love me some Patty Loveless, but let's be honest, she's one of the pitchiest country singers of all. I, I love Patty Loveless. <laughs> Don Henley. That's or one, any Eagles did not make the list. That's one that I. Oh, I that's Don one Henley. that I. And I used to not really lie. I used to really not like the Eagles. Ooh, me and I've, Kyle used to go round and round, y'all. I've softened in my old age, but Ooh. I. I got a problem with Don Henley, who 
just unpe- unimpeachable voice, like between the Eagles and his solo stuff. And the Eagles, one of the most, again, one of the best-selling groups of all time. Yep. Whether you known like Hotel as California a, Known as a vocal group. And Don Henley is the best singer of everybody in that group. And he's not on the top 200 list. I mean, I'm sorry. Like Don Henley is like. (laughs) Yeah, I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that. Jennifer Hudson didn't make it. Again, what? Who played Aretha Franklin in the Aretha Franklin biopic? And just killed it. And who who did? I mean, who tried girls? All that. Who tried to do like Etta James and all that stuff before and got like spanked by Jennifer Hudson? And Jennifer Hudson is the one that won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yet that one ranked eight. Come on now. For her to not even get on the list. Harry Styles didn't make it. <laughs> I'm really, really upset on that. Harry Styles didn't make it. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Justin Timberlake, but he didn't make it. I think he should have made it if, Again, you know. A, a good singer who's culturally relevant has sold a lot of records. Like, now this is where now I'm going. Now I'm going more back to well. I, although I did remember Lizzo isn't on there, which I'm I'm disappointed about that. Now going back to like some older artists that didn't make it, and I don't understand. Nat King Cole, Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee was like, no one has had a voice like Peggy Lee since Peggy Lee, and she also voiced like, she was like the most sought off sought after um, vocal actress too. She did like she voiced. All Lady and the Tramp and uh, other movies like that. Like, you know, Peggy Lee, you told me, reminded me, Judy Garland. She didn't make the list. Isn't, I mean, is, I'm not like super hip to Judy Garland, but is, isn't she widely regarded as one of the best singers of all time? I mean, she was, yeah, again, you know, it's she's, before she's my time, but freaking like, freaking Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. And she went on to like have this amazing I, And I also career. get like, I get that she's of the time. She's the but, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Like, that's like, that's her. Well, like the the yeah. what's the most famous version? Hers? Yeah. 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 And I again I know that she's of a time, but they aren't saying the best two hundred singers of you know Dion Warwick. Whoa, 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 I almost want to look up Dion I'm gonna look up Dion Warwick's uh Twitter. Do you know the way to San Jose. She, Tom uh, Jones. Dion Warwick has a Twitter account that cracks Y'all, me up because Tom Jones. Didn't make the list. Rod Stewart did. I don't know why I always put Tom Jones and Rod Stewart in the same. Category. I don't understand the Tom Jones one. I don't understand too. That really like, Tom hurts Jones my heart. is like, again, widely regarded as one of the best singers of all time. Like now, now, now you're really gonna. Um, Frankie Valley. That's you, a real. You tough, are. That's a tough have, one too. Was Billy have, Joel on there? No. Okay. Good. Fuck. <laughs> fuck Billy Joel. You have legit. Broken my heart by not having Frankie Valley on this. This, I mean, my I literally am heartbroken by not seeing Frankie Valley's name on there. Frankie Valley should have been on this list. Um, no other voice like Frankie Valley. No, no, like there are a few people that you can go like you know exactly who that is within two sec- seconds of hearing their voice. Frankie Valley is one of those people. Um, it's a music. They literally made heart. a musical about him. Barry Gibb. I mean, or, you know, any of those, they didn't make it on the list. Sting. And what I was thinking about when we were talking about Debbie Harry, and I added it to the bottom of, of the list, because um, we were talking about women in, in rock, rock and roll and everything. 
You had Debbie Harry, but you don't have Ann Wilson of Heart. <sighs> Ann Wilson's not on there? Nope. Oh my God. You do not have Ann Wilson, but you have Debbie Harry. And again, like I love Debbie Harry. I love it, like her being a front woman, rock, you know, whatever, but like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Are you looking up Dion Warwick's? Twitter? Yeah, I was trying to see. <laughs> You know, uh, there's other people I'm too, like, very, you know, like, like like really relevant singers, like Darlene Love. You know, she was like, on there. Oh, which did she make? She it? was. Oh, okay, good. She was on. DeBarge was on. <laughs> um, uh, that's yeah, that's the, for you, Chip. The Frankie, Val- yeah, the Frankie Valley one bugs me. Um, who else? Um, those were all the ones that I really knew. I, I'm bummed about Lizzo, especially like you know me. I'm not a very um. Uh, you know, I'm definitely a classic gal. You know, um, some of my favorite uh, Mexican artists made it on. Vicente Fernandez was on. Juan Gabriel, Selena, um, Celia. Ce- well, Celia's not one of my favorites. Well, I, like I, appre- I, I appreciate her. I like her a lot, and I just like. Mm, but uh, like Azucar, she's she's not Sorry one of that. my favorites. I mean, if you're. I don't think she's a great singer, but what she did, but like, again, like if, if you're going to be like, well, this person did this for music, Gloria Estefan, she brought Latin influence to popular music. Like at that time, like really like, she didn't even hardly speak English at the time. Well, I think that's the problem with the list, right? Is they moved the goalposts. George Michael made it though. George Michael. They moved the goalposts, you know? I mean, was Levon Helm on there or anything like that? I mean, like. I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to split But like you said, Adam that, Lambert but... wasn't on. Adam Lambert? Yeah. Or Adam Levine. Or said. Adam Levine. Yeah. Um. Ugh. Anyway. So what do you guys think? <laughs> send your uh, send your hits and misses to uh, yeah. www. Did, did you name all the ones that weren't on there? I mean, I I'm did, like, from my like, list. I didn't yeah. know if there was anybody that you had. No, I mean, the problem is like it's. You're always going to leave some people off, but it's like things get, you know, certain genres and eras and stuff I think get underrepresented, you know? I mean, like somebody like Mel Tormade, Tony Bennett was not on there. Tony Bennett wasn't on. You know, I mean, those are, those are crooners I get. You got Frank Sinatra on there. Was Dean Martin on there? Dean Martin wasn't. You know, I mean, I don't, Dean Martin wasn't like a great singer, but like those guys were Mel Torme. These guys were like right. singers, you know, Sammy Davis Jr., yeah, what am I? Liza. Oh, Liza Minnelli's not on there. Oh, my God. Y'all. I can't believe that you didn't lead with that. Well, because I, th- I thought when I saw Judy Garland, I remember Liza. Um, If you don't know, Liza is one. I, I can, I, that should be another podcast episode. Liza is one of my all-time favorite, favorite entertainers and artists. And I can do a whole, like, a whole series about Liza and my love affair with, with Liza, who, I'm, who I've seen now three times and that'll probably be be it but I've seen her three times live and it's ugh, I love Liza um yeah. I knew this was gonna be a long rant okay when I try to get through the um get through the end like okay end rant <laughs> there you go <laughs> well that's again, what we wanted to rant about this this I, time you know I I I want to find more opportunities to like talk music because I music is the most singular probably most important like thing in my life it's driven everything I've done um and I got a lot of feelings and opinions about it um I think that's the end of the rant for this particular list but um these lists are always so tricky because Rolling Stone they know what they're doing 
Yeah. They know. They 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 they're sitting around in a room going like, well, if we put you know, we just we gave put them this all person these on extra here, clicks because everybody we put that person to on this here. If we put this person there. at this at this you know level or whatever, it's like they know what they they know they're driving in engagement. But I can't help it. I'll I'll, I'll take the bait. Um, but moving from that to, um, how much time do I have to talk about about my my album that I wanted to a few, bring? A few minutes. We're at seventy one minutes, so we don't want to go too much longer. Okay. But I was going to say, moving from a list of greatest singers of all time to somebody that's relatively new, but who just has um, an incredible voice, but also an incredible knack and talent for songwriting. Um, the what we're listening to this week, we're yeah. still clearing the archive. So like, this is not a new, new record, but relatively new. Um, the artist is Ashley McBride, who we got hip to... Or you got hit to you. You brought her to the fold. This I is one of you, your finds. I brought uh, you to the um, to you to her. I brought her to our. You brought her to me. I brought her to you. Yeah. Um. The first because I wanted. I'm so bummed that I'm saying this. Um, for everybody to hear when we went to Stagecoach in 2018. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to see her, and she was playing like like an opening spot at like two o'clock in the festival stagecoach opens at like noon. Yeah. So she was playing at two and we didn't make it because we were kind of staying a ways off and we'd been there like the day before and everything. And we caught like the last one or two songs. So we technically didn't see her show, Yeah. but I had already heard a couple of her songs and, and really liked her. Um, she's an artist that the person that's given credit of um, discovering her is, um, Eric Church. Oh, and um, the first time we saw her show, I can't remember. Was it her opening for George Strait, or was it that her doing her solo acoustic show at, at the rodeo? I think it was the solo acoustic show. Okay, no, it was not, because now I remember how she opened for George Strait the night that you proposed. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> And um, amazing. I mean, she, an artist that can sing live. I mean, isn't it sad that I have to say like, well, she sings amazing live because they all should, but she sings amazing live. Um, she writes all her songs. I mean, just so good. So she opened for George Strait in Vegas. Then we saw her perform here at the Rodeo Club and I finagled a, uh, free passes because we had one of two times you've done that <laughs> um we had entered to win a wedding yeah and we should have won we didn't win but it was through the radio station so i hit them up and i was like well you know we didn't win but you know we were contestants and it would be really nice to have like a you know a uh what, what did they call it um consolation yeah prize. consolation prize so i i got us passes and she played like an hour and a half just by herself with her guitar. And it was like, she's doing this whole set by herself. Again, sounds amazing. She's carrying this whole show and she doesn't need a, a huge band or anything like, um, so engaging. So great. Um, fast forward during COVID, she did a lot of, um, performing at the Grand Ole Opry and, um, put out a record. I think even then, um, Anyway, y'all, okay, fast forward. I know I'm giving like all this backstory. She's great. 
she just got inducted into the uh, Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. She's like one, the newest member, I think, even as we speak. She put out this record. It's called Lindyville. And it's a concept record in the sense that it's released under her name, Ashley McBride. Yeah. But they literally, there's six songwriters and artists got together. I think it's six. And they hold up for a couple of weeks in a cabin. And they wrote an album start to finish together. All have equal writing credit. I don't think it was originally even intended to be released. It was like... It was like a workshop. Well, there's a certain songwriter that they look up to in Nashville, as, as far as I understand it, who has a, has a like a... I'm going to go get it. Uh, pull a, it out of the... A process for writing songs. And it basically just started as like a, I just want to see what happens if we follow this process. And so she got these songwriters together. And then it was like, <laughs> they follow this process... And it ended up with this final product that was so good that it was like, well, shoot, we kind of got to like turn this into uh, I what? I the country's on the top left. She's going through our vinyl. Um, but it was, you know, ended up like, hey, you know, this is so good. We got to like we got to record this. And uh, they recorded, you know, a, a, a very nice <laughs> sounding and put together record. But she's not the only singer. It's not even just the songwriters. They, give, all, they all get to sing. It's just like, it's an interesting look into um, a side of Nashville that is not pop country, that's not slick, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, bro country. And she's like shining a light on these great songwriters, great singers, and and granted, you know, like um, you know, T.J. Osborne from the from Brothers Osborne sings, and uh, his brother J.T. produced it. But it's just, I mean, it's an amazing bit of songwriting. But even more than that, it's just like such a like fun and rewarding record to listen to. Yeah. So everybody has. Um, so it's called uh, Lindyville. Ashley McBride presents Lindyville, and what they did. Start to finish, it's a story from start to finish, from song one all the way through, and it's about this town that they made up called Lindyville. And they even have, like, after every couple song, they have um, it's like a the jingle. Radi- it's like the radio station. The radio station, like, narrates the record, but they also do, like, yeah, like, jingles for the for the local, you know, businesses and stuff. Like, the local diner and the local uh, funeral home. And the pawn shop, Ronnie's pawn shop. Um, everybody get like I said, everybody gets equal writing credit. Everybody gets a chance to sing vocals. They all sing on it. It is, it is just amazing. I'm trying to think who like everybody has equal writing credit. Ashley McBride, Brandy Clark, Benji Davis, Connie Harrington, Nicolette Hayford, and Aaron Rattier. Um. Plus Brothers Osborne. Plus Brothers Osborne is on and it. it. Has one and of my Bran- f- uh, did I say Brandy Clark? Yes, Brandy Clark is one of my favorite artists. Also, yeah. she's never quite like, unfortunately, you know, taken off in the commercial side of things. But she's written a lot. You've you've definitely, if you listen to country music at all, even like pop country, she's probably written it. She's written for Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert. Um, also has one of my favorite Nashville drummers on it, Fred Eltringham. 
And it's a very deep cut for you, but yeah, yeah there it is. But yeah, so Lindyville, um, it's so good. Oh, Kaylee Hammock, isn't that one of um Jeff Subaru's favorite? No, wait, he likes Cam. I can't remember. You have to remind me who who it was, Jeff. Um, but the first track, let me just let me just tell you, the first track is called Brenda. Put your bra on. Yep, and it's so good. Great song. Brenda, put your bra on. Jesus, Jenny. That's one of my favorites. And um, they wrote every song, but they did do a cover. The one song that they they covered was When Will I Be Loved. Yeah. Um, but Gospel Night at the, at the Strip Club. I mean, it's so it's good. Gospel Night at the Strip Club. Um, if these dogs could talk. The girl, I mean, I, I listened to this the other night. I, I, um, I had a long drive and uh, I was like, I'm not going to call anybody because I usually do that because that's when I get my, my, Social time in. I'm going to listen to the Lindyville record start to finish. And it was just each song was like, ah, just like was so excited. Every song is good. It, they're anthems. They're they're pure. They're very well written. They're good songs. No bullshit and filler. It's so good. Yeah. Even the even the jingles. I got heart and soul to them, which is. Uh... And the performance. That's the, the thing again, like going back to being a vocalist, Ashley McBride performs a song they perform their songs you can you can feel the song like people don't do that anymore people don't perform a song like george jones or tammy wynette anymore and um you can hear the heart and uh, it's just so good check it out so good even if you don't like country no it's not i mean it is a country record but it's not it's what we like to call Americana, I would say it's it's outside. It's what I like to think of as country music, but that not what the industry thinks of as country music. But um, you don't have to be a fan of like actual country and Western music to to I think enjoy this record. So no, it's so good. Yeah, so good. Um, All right. What are we watching? Uh, I don't want to go deep on this because we're already pretty long okay. here, but. Uh, if you have not, if you have access to HBO or somebody's HBO account, the the Last of Us, which is a new ish, uh, zombie style show, but with a sort of interesting twist on what the zombies are, how they're they've come to be, and all that. Um, it's based on a video game that I actually played back in the day. Um, and when funny enough, I'll just say this: like I was skeptical because I played the game. And video game uh, um, conversions from from that medium to TV or, or movies have not had a lot of success. They're not generally very well done. Mm-hmm. I have a theory. It's because usually whoever's getting paid to make that conversion is not um, very respectful of the source material. I, I, I That's my sort of opinion about it. Um, the people that did the game are working on the TV show. And so, and it's like the casting is as Pedro Pasquale and, and, um, well, and even what I was really impressed about is some of the voice actors for the game were cast in the movie. Yeah. That does not happen. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, it's really, uh, it's really well done and I like the direction it's going and, um, that's my recommend. That's what we're watching and that's what I recommend, uh, if you, are looking for something and have a way to watch it that I you I don't think you uh, could go wrong watching that show The Last of Us on HBO. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, everybody knows that I or everybody um, that I'm doing 
starting my coaching business as a, an intimacy connection relationship sex coach. Um, so we were going to have, I, I came up with mindful moment, which sounds really lame. And it's like, I feel like I'm like, this is shoving your mindful, this moment. mindful moment. Um, what do I, what, what do I want to, uh, my, my tip for the day or whatever would be, um, we were talking about this earlier. You cannot connect well with others unless you're connected to yourself. Think about that. We'll yeah. talk about it at the next podcast. We'll go deeper. <laughs> we'll go deeper. Um, yeah, just think about that. Um, I think a lot of people um, put too much power in other people's hands um, when you don't really know what it is that you yourself want or need. And so and you can't connect well with others unless you are connected with yourself. I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. That's your mindful moment of the of the mindful week. Mindful moment. I yeah. have to remember that. I'll have to <laughs> yeah. Record that. I already, th- I already think I screwed it up. That wasn't, that wasn't the right note. Record that bumper. Mm. Um, all right. Well, shoot. Good to be here. Good to be anywhere. Yeah. Um, I love you. I love you too. Yeah. And uh, we love all you people out there too in listener land. Um, and this is Mercy and the Mans uh, signing off. And we will uh, be back with you all very shortly. Yep. All right. Go See put ya. that Lindyville record on. Yes. Brenda, put your bra on. The trouble next door. <laughs> all right, y'all. Bye. You said that you found me. But you know that it was I found you.